Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 842, air date November 23rd, 2020. Good evening, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Uh, I'm sorry I'm a little bit late. Uh, take, we've been working extremely hard on a number of data projects for a number of uh, states uh, trying to help really do an in-depth analysis and build evidence. Um, what I wanted to share with you today was what you can do, almost how to expose election fraud for dummies. That's what this is about at the local level. And uh, we'll wait until people join. We have people um, joining us, so we're going to hop in. But the general uh, discussion, and I'll get to it shortly, is that there's a huge opportunity for citizens to actually get involved. We're seeing uh, a lot of theater and drama on the national level. Um, you know, our work has been really to uh, develop what we call pattern analysis methods to show a signal of fraud. So you have, uh, if you remember a couple of, uh, about a week ago, we did a video that went viral, which is which was showing the anomalous events in Michigan. And then following up to that, we actually had to educate the math community. A lot of mathematicians actually do not understand pattern analysis. They're very uh, narrowly focused. So we did a, a video showing how uh, the signal of truth and the signal of when you know that a normal behavior is when you get this very interesting parabolic arc. And then we went and compared that to the anomalous curves. Everyone uh, sort of got educated on this in a systems approach to understanding this. Um, but today, what I want to talk about is what is it you can do? Look, I'm a little bit, frankly, disappointed when I look at what's going on at the national level. There's a lot of people running around. It almost appears that they're, uh, you know, uh, I think like a chicken with their heads cut off. Um, there's a lot of cases being lost everywhere. And, but it almost seems to me like the people who are doing this, I don't even know who's QBing any of this, quarterbacking it, don't have a fundamental understanding at the local level. Uh, uh, one of the former House speakers and uh, speakers of the House, a guy by the name of Tip O'Neill said, all politics is local. And I'd like to put forward the thesis that all election fraud is local. And what we're finding is that if you have all these local towns all over the United States, that's where the fraud, in my opinion, actually takes place. By the time the data is sent to up to the states and counties, you can have the smoothing of data and the fraud can occur. Remember, these, a lot of these um, towns have, I think, about a 20-day period to get their act together. So it's really important that all of you start participating in this process. And what I'm going to educate you on is what you can do. Instead of watching Fox or CNN and watching what I consider some of this is to be kabuki theater, is that you can actually participate in being an active citizen. And, you know, post or in the midst of our Shiva for Senate campaign, our core thesis was truth, freedom and health. And what that means is you have to uh, apply science and engineering to understand the truth. You have to have a healthy way of taking not only care of your body, but the right infrastructure. But then you have to take action, which is a freedom piece. Simply observing things, what's going on, and not actually acting, uh, in many ways makes you just a observer. And what I'm going to share with you today is what you can do. And you can do it right after this uh, video. You can do it in the middle of the video. You're going to learn a very simple thing that all of you can do to actually help get the evidence. Okay? So let me give you a little bit of theory. I also have a guest joining us, uh, Karina Demersian. Karina was one of our... Uh, very active volunteers. And Karina is actually did 
um, what I'm going to share with you. And, and Karina had no background in politics before this, but she was able to follow these steps and get the evidence, which we're going to share with you. So I'll bring back Karina. Karina, you may want to say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. Okay, so we'll be back. Um, so that's what I'm going to share with you today. So let's uh, discuss a little bit of theory first. And so let me bring up uh, this. As I may have shared this with you. Look, here's what the voting systems are. You have, it's really simple. Imagine your town. Um, I'm in the town of Belmont. You may be in the town of wherever you are, you know, Kalamazoo or, you know, Austin, Texas, or let's see where people are coming in from, uh, with people coming in from um, uh, Georgia, okay? Atlanta, uh, we have people coming from all over the country, but each one of you assume is in your local town. Well, so in that local town may have many, many precincts, people are coming in and they're voting. That's what I call what P is, the number of voters coming into the town to vote. Remember, you may have a set of registered voters, which could be a thousand people, but for this election, for the November 3rd, 2020 election, maybe let's say 500 people voted. So that would be out of the, you know, uh, let's say um, a thousand registered voters, 500 people voted, that's what P is. So they come to vote, they vote, some may vote for candidate one, some may vote for, let's say in the Senate case, some may vote for me, someone may vote for the other guys, someone may do a write-in, someone may decide not to vote in that Senate race, which is called a blank vote or an undervote. Someone may actually fill in both candidates, you know, circle in just to maybe have fun. That's called an overvote. And um, those total number of votes, which are called the ballots cast, let's say that should also be 500. So if 500 people came, which is P, V should also be 500, okay? This, that's simple. And I find it quite incredible that this is not being a very simple focus to get citizen involvement, but it doesn't matter. You know, our movement in many ways for truth, freedom and health has been leading this whole uh, issue about election fraud, many of you know, we were the ones who put out five, I think 1.5 million of these cards right in Massachusetts when we were sort of like the first shot being shot, uh, you know, shot at Lexington. The first shot of election fraud was taken against our campaign in Cheever for Senate in the September 1st primary. So that's the basic. You have people. So imagine the voting system in your town. In fact, what I'm going to do is very quickly, I'm going to put, just to be clear, in your town, okay? In your town, all right? Let me bring it back up. I may have to start this up again, one second, because I just want to make it uh, really, really uh, accessible to all of you, okay? So let's go back, all right? So that's a voting system in your town. P voters come in and they cast B votes, okay? So let's go here and look at that. So P equals a number of votes, which we call the participating voters. That means how many people participated in that election. So what is P? Okay, if you wanna break it down, it would be all the people who registered Republican voters, RP, all the people who registered Democrat voters, DP, all the people who may not be in any party, either unenrolled, they're called, or independent, and then all the people registered for other parties, Green, Libertarian, et cetera. So these four numbers equal the total number of people who participated to vote, okay? Now, this data you can actually acquire. You can actually get this data from your towns. It's called a participating voters list. It's a data file. They'll send it to you as an Excel or CSV spreadsheet. And Karina is going to share with us when she uh, 
did what was called a public records request. And obviously she had to follow up the data that she got. And you'll see it's literally a spreadsheet. Okay, so that's the first thing that you need to understand. That is a participating voters list. The second thing is we're now we're gonna focus on the output. So if this was the input, this is the output. It's called the number of votes, okay? And the number of votes includes all the people who, let's say, voted for the Republican candidate, people who voted for the Democratic candidate, people may have voted for the other party candidates, OB, people who did write-ins, people who did blank votes, and then the votes that were nullified if they were what are called overvotes, they filled in both, okay? So that's the total number of ballots cast, okay? So the question is, should P equals V? Now, what you're gonna learn is assuming that's true, we, I mean, by all rational things, you should assume, well, you know, 10 voters came in and they should have cast 10 votes, right? But assuming this is actually a mistake, and, and we'll talk about why, because we know that we have a very important data point. There is something called the weighted race feature. There could be other algorithms, but this is one we know that the weighted race feature, which is a feature of these voting systems, can multiply votes by a decimal feature. So whatever votes you're actually calculating, this V can actually be manipulated. So P can equal V or P may not equal V. So the weighted race is an algorithm that was put into these systems where you can transfer percent of votes from one candidate to another, where the percent is a weighted decimal value. And to just to be clear, this is what we call evidence, okay? The evidence we're gonna show here is that as early as 2001, what Bev Harris found out was that all major uh, vendors, by the way, are believed to have this feature, but the Diebold, what Bev Harris found, had the original feature. So she got the Diebold manual, and she, and if you, in fact, you can get it, you can go to page 126 of the 2002 manual, you'll find out it says there's a feature called the weighted race feature, where you can multiply votes by weights. Weighted races are tallied by weights. So if you got a thousand votes, I got a thousand votes, your votes can be multiplied by let's say 2.5. So you get 2,500 votes. And let's say my votes get cut by half. So I get 500 votes. So the total number of votes would be 3,000 votes. But the total number of people that may come in were only 2,000, right? Initially 1,000 and 1,000. So the weighted race feature exists. This is not, um, so here's a manual, it's right there. It's a documented feature. So in the normal condition, you're gonna expect this, right? You're gonna expect V equal RV plus DV plus OV, right? Now that assumes if the way, these votes assume there are no weights, but we know the weighted race feature exists. So we're gonna multiply RV times A, DV times B, and so on. So, and here is the total number of voters, P. So, and by the way, I made a slight mistake in one of my earlier presentations. If this is one, okay, I put in zero, which was wrong. If it's one, um, then P equals V, right? Because then uh, you can say, then P can equal V because there is no weights. However, if the weights are less than one, like 0.5 or greater than one, like 2.5, I just, in the example, then this equation will show you that uh, P cannot equal V, right? P will not equal V in this case, all right? Because th these weights are gonna be multiplied. All right, so in summary, if you think about the voting system, um, the P coming in as a participating voters list and V as what's called a ballots cast. It's also known as a cast vote record. So let me repeat that again. P is known as a participating voters list and V is known as a number of votes or the ballots cast.
technology-wise, that if you actually were to put all the ballots back in here, it'll generate what's called a cast vote record. I'm gonna show you an example of that. This is called a CVR or the ballots cast, okay? So the question is, will P equal V? And we'll talk about that. So what you can do to get these two files, the ballots cast or the participating voters list is you can make a public records request. And I'm gonna share with you what that looks like. All right, and then we're gonna bring Karina in who actually did one of these. All right, uh, right, Karina, you did a public records request, right? A couple of months ago. Yes. Okay, so what is a public records request? All of you can literally go, uh, uh, if you go to my Twitter feed, you'll see it, but you can go to uh, this, let me bring up this URL. Okay, and I'll post it right on here. Um, let me share the screen here. And I'm gonna give you the, there we go, okay. So, I'm gonna post this URL in the comments. Here you go. In fact, I'm gonna do a little banner for you guys, okay? Uh, let me edit this, okay? Right here, uh, instructions, right? Records request. One second. Okay, there, let me save that. And I think, I can show this, good. So there's the, there's the actual URL you can go to. So I built um, this URL for you. So if you go to this URL, um, vashiva.com slash fight hyphen election fraud hyphen get the evidence, you can actually, let's follow through the instructions that Karina went through. Um, and so, you know, we created this little graphic, Dr. Shiva wants you to get the evidence. And my point here is I wanna empower you to go do this. Forget the lawyers, forget the politicians, forget the talking heads. They don't give a damn about evidence, but we do and you can do this at the local level. And this is what the site says. It goes, lawyers and talking heads are feuding about evidence. They can never deliver us election integrity. Only you can. Dr. Shiva wants you to take these simple actions itemized below with your local city town clerks. Dr. Shiva and his team of citizen data analysts will do the rest. Do it now, join the movement for truth, freedom and health, get the evidence, be the light. So the steps for public record requests, your task is to make a public records request to your local town city clerk. Karina's from the town of Newton, right, Karina? Yeah. And, uh, and you can make, Newton, Massachusetts, you can make the request via email. So you can do it via email. So you can do it right now, okay? Right from the comfort of your own home, if you're afraid to go out, or in person, choose one of the methods based on what works for you. So let's look at the option one email. So first you go and find the email address of your local town clerk. Very easy. You go online. Karina, should we, uh, you can go to the local town clerk, right? Newton, and you yes. can find their email address. Then you open up your email system, whatever you have. And then in the two line, put the email address of the town clerk, the one that you found from step one. Now, in the subject line, put this. And you can just cut and paste it. Public records request for participating voters list and ballots cast. And then you cut and paste the following text into the body of your email. So just cut and paste this right here and put your name. And what you're asking them, it says, I would like to formally request, dear sir or madam, request the following two items. The first is a participating voters list, the list of voters. Please provide, provide me the list of those who participated in the recent November 3rd, 20 general elections, broken down by method of voting, which is either, by the way, they can vote, people could have voted multiple ways, early voting or absentee slash mail-in or at the polls or provisional. Provisionals where people are not registered and sometimes they can make an exception to get them 
the right to vote, but typically those are thrown out. But these are the four modes that people can vote by. Please send me this electronically as a Microsoft Excel or a comma separated a CSV uh, formatted file to my email address. So that's the first thing you're asking for. All right, I hope that's clear. So that's the first item you're asking for, the participating voters list, the email's right there. The second thing you're gonna ask for is the ballots cast, also known as the cast vote record. This document should provide me with the total number of ballots cast in the recent November 3rd, 2020 election for each candidate, write-in, undervotes, which means blank votes, overvotes, for example, someone voted for both Trump and Biden and broken down my method of voting, same thing. Please send me the, uh, the, this electronically as a Microsoft XLS or CSV formatted file to my email above. Then it says, please provide these lists in accordance with open records requests pursuant to state law. Sincerely, your name. So you just cut and paste and put in the email. Now, based on your state laws, they typically take 10 business days. Once you get those two documents, just send them over to me. So this is, you can do via email. The other thing you can do if you wanna be a little more face-to-face, -face, you can literally print this file on your printer at home and you fill, fill it out and I'll get, get back into that, which you, you put your date, your town city, the representative you're delivering it to, your name, your email address, and you sign it, okay? So what am I talking about here? So let's go back. Oh, I don't think you can see that. They can't see that, right, Karina? Oh, they can't. I mean, can't. Thing. Let me see. Um, yeah. yeah. Let, me, no, let me share that. So when you click on that, uh, the StreamYard doesn't let you see that easily. Where is that? The application window. Oh, there it is. Okay. Okay. So this would come up. Okay. You basically get this file and you can see what we have here. Okay. This is literally, you, you just print this out on your home printer. Okay. So that's what we see if you want to go face to face with people. And let me go back to here, uh, back to, so you can do it two ways. You can send the email or you print this, download this file. Now you take the printout, which is a public records request and go to your local town or city hall. In front of the representative, fill out the public records request, which is by placing the date, the name of the town or city, the name of the person, you're delivering the request. So if you meet Bill Smith, put his name there, your name, your email and your signature and take a picture. I recommend you taking a picture after, as you're about to hand it to them. And you can even video record them. These are public officials, we've done that. And then based on your state law, they typically have 10 business days. Again, once you get the documents, um, email it to me. Once we get it, we were, what we're gonna do, we're gonna show you, we're gonna do a simple analysis. Look at the list of people in the participating voters list. And we're gonna look at the list of people in the ballots cast. And they should be exactly the same. As we say, there should be no discrepancy uh, unless there's a very good reason. So that's what you need to do. You can, again, go to this URL and go to the URL, click on that URL, and you can literally follow those instructions. You can do it right from the comfort of your own home. Uh, Karina, let me bring Karina in. Karina, you did this, right? You issued it via email, if I remember. You send it to your town clerk, am I right? Well, uh, actually, uh, for the September one, I actually went in with a form. Um, in general, you did it via email, am I right? Yes. Okay. So Karina's done it both ways. And Karina, you didn't have any experience ever doing this before, am I right? No. Okay. But the two things we asked for were the participating voters list mm -hmm. and then the ballots test. So we're going to now bring up the actual results Karina got back, okay? And just to give you the 
a preview of this. Let me bring this up again. Um, so just to show you, we did, so Karina did the public records request and she's in Newton here, the town of Newton. And what you're gonna see is the number of participating voters that she found was 30,284. Those were, that's P, the number of people came in, but she found that V, I'm gonna show you, was 30,064. So she found there were actually more votes than voters. It's quite extraordinary. There you go. If you want to look at election fraud, you can do it right from the comfort of your own PC, or you can do it right in your own local town. You don't need to go all the way to Venezuela to do this. You don't need to go to you know Serbia, okay? You can do it right in your home, hometown. This is very real, this is evidence. So now we're gonna uh, wrap back and we're actually gonna look at what Karina got. So Karina, I'm gonna first bring up the spreadsheet they sent you, right? Mm -hmm. So let's go to the spreadsheet they actually sent Karina. So this is the first doc, this is a participating voters list. So let's go right here. So Karina, do you wanna explain this? This is, this is the actual list of all the people who voted, right Karina? Exactly. It literally lists people's names, addresses, uh, their party affiliation, and um, you know, voter status active, you'll see in column T there. So all I did to the spreadsheet was to add them up. You'll see in row one, I just added them up. So you see it's number 30,000. Yeah, one second, Karina, let me just go to the bottom. You can see the, the total rows in the spreadsheet yeah. are what's actually minus two because you have two columns as header yeah. columns. And so, but you can see this is a list of everyone, right? Karina, their address, everything. They, they give them to you, it's quite extraordinary. Mm -hmm. um, and so what is the total number you found here, Karina? 30,284 voters. That's P. So in our thing, that's 30,284. So these are the people actually voted in the September 1st in our Republican election, okay? Now, let's go to the next document. Let's go back here. So the next thing we wanna find is the, uh, what we call what? The, what is it called? The ballots cast, cast report, yeah. Or what's called a cast vote record report. So let's go yeah. to that. Can I just make a quick correction? So this was a total number of voters, not just Republicans, right? This was everyone, Democrats and Republicans. Right, Democrats and Republicans. So we're looking at all the voters. And, Greens and Libertarians and whoever else was there, yeah. Right. This is the total number of people who came to vote, okay, P, mm -hmm. okay? So now I'm gonna stop the screen and now I'm gonna bring up the second document that you got, right, Karina, this is the... Ballast uh, uh, cast. Yeah, so let's bring that up. And this is may look hard to read, but we'll go to, on the left column, we're looking at the Senate race, right? Mm -hmm. So this is the people who voted for the Democrats. There were two people writing in here, but you notice, Karina, you wanna explain this? There's blank votes. Yeah. The people voted for Ed Markey, who was the incumbent senator, Joe Kennedy, and and the write it, right? Yes. And then if we go all the way across, you see the total number of votes was how many? These are all the precincts. Was this is a total, right? Yeah. Thirty thousand fifty-nine. Yeah. Thirty thousand fifty-nine. So that was for the Democrat. Mm -hmm. And now we go to our race, which because I ran as a Republican, mm -hmm. right here. And again, yeah. we have blanks. We have you know, uh, Shiva Dre, this other guy, cock, and you write it, okay? Mm -hmm. And you go over here, and this was 2005 people, This because Newton is predominantly Democrat, right, Karina? Yes. Okay, so then you added these two up, am I right? So we should go back. So you have two of those votes, so let's add them. Let's stop here. I'm gonna go back to your spreadsheet. 
which is right here. And where do you want me to go, Karina, to the last tab? Right here, right? On, on the left. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So right so there. Do, so let's walk us through this, Karina. So, you know, I just broke it down between two parties, right? So 30,059 was the number on the top, if you remember, on the top right uh, corner, and then Republican 2005. And so this is my subtotal of the ballots cast, right, according to the city of Newton. And then I'm comparing that to the Excel spreadsheet that we looked at before that had 30,284 voters with the names and addresses and everything listed, right? So now I have a difference of 1780 between total votes cast, right? Which is the smaller number, I'm sorry, the bigger number and total participating voters, smaller number. So basically I have more votes than voters. Great. And Karina, how long did you have to wait for them to get you this? I definitely waited for more than 10 business days, um, at least two weeks. I'm, I'm sure 10, 10 business weeks. I'm sorry, two, sorry, 10 business days, I want to say. So I must have waited for 20 plus days, actually. Right. And and I think the important thing is by Massachusetts law and your state laws vary. They have some states are seven days, seven business days. But within 10 business days, they're supposed to give you these results. So it's a violation of law. Right. Again. All of you can do this. Just go to this URL, bhshiva.com slash fight hyphen election hyphen fraud hyphen get the evidence and go do it right now. You can do it. You can go online right now, find the town clerk's email, stick it in, stick the subject. We've made it easy. Or if you want to have fun and go in, you can do that. Now, what we want to share with you is something interesting occurred to us. Karina, you, you were there where we also try to do this for the big town. So Newton is a town. Boston is a city. So we went into the city of Boston and we wanted them to also do this. Uh, we also issued a public records request here. By the way, let me summarize for everyone Karina's results before I, before I go there. So just to be clear, those of you who are still joining us, what you can see is P was 30,284. That's it. V, the actual votes was 30. This should be equal. There's 1,780 more V than P, more votes than voters. Okay. Now, in the town of Boston, we had a very interesting, um, one of our guys, Richard, had submitted the FOIA, the, or the public records request on September 4th. And you know, by September, let's say 24th or, or 20th, we should have gotten it. Or I, think, I think even by 10 business days would have been what, like probably September 20th. And we didn't get anything. So literally our volunteers, about 20 of us walked into city hall and they were quite surprised because we actually had to do what we call mass action because these corrupt city officials thought they were going to get away with it. And I want to just share with you what we did here. We literally walked in. There's a picture of me there. Here's a picture of all of us walking into city hall. And, and guess what? After 20 minutes, they were so afraid of us that this mob was there. They gave us back our results. And that's what happened. I can play you the video, but this is what happened. We literally had to go in this guy right here, who was the assistant to the town clerk or the mayor, he came out and we said, look, you owe us this data. You're late and you're violating law. The police came, the police are actually pretty cool. And then he got afraid because he realized he is violating law. And voila, we walk out with our information after waiting for almost a month to get it. And what did we find when we got this information? Well, look, this is a problem. In Boston, just like what Karina just shared, we found there was, 142,911 participating voters, okay? People came in and look at the number of votes. 
147,025. So this is 142,911, 147,025. 4,114 more votes than voters. That's what we found out in, so here, here we go. That's what it says. So P was this number and Shiva, was this number. Yep. Are you trying to share the screen because you, you're commenting on things, but. Oh, I, I, I yeah. thought I shared it. Hold on one sec. Oh, here we go. All right. So let me go back to this. Sorry about that. Did you see any of it or no? You didn't no. see it? Okay. So we shared with you, this is us literally, a mob of us literally had to go into city hall to get that. Sorry, I didn't share that. And, um, and you know, the police came out. Uh, eventually this guy came out who was the assistant, I think to the mayor, right, Karina? I think so. He said, what do you want? We said, you're violating law. We need our data. And then mysteriously, magically, after waiting nearly a month or over a month, we get our data and we walk out. And you know, obviously it was a big victory for us. But what I wanted to share with everyone here is that people need to understand that this is something you can do on the local level. This is not waiting for some someone else over there to do it. We had to do it, you have to do this. So that's why this was entitled, what you can do you know, to expose election fraud for dummies, what you can do at the local city and state level. This is what we did and you can do the same. We did this back in September, long before all this stuff's going on. We, our campaign has been at the tip of the spear of frankly leading this movement uh, uh, for a federal election. And we popularized it, our volunteers, none of them get paid, uh, none of them, none of us are lawyers. We're the ones who had to go there and get this data. And I really am encouraging all of you in your local towns to go to that URL and do this today and send, you can send the email to Dr. Shiva at vashiva.com, follow the instructions. And I'll even count it up for you or Karina will do it. Karina used to be an auditor, right? Karina was a accountant and an auditor. So she knows numbers. We have a lot of people like her. We have close to 300 volunteers now across the country who are here on standby to do data analysis, help us out with stuff. So that's all you have to do. So I'm really encouraging all of you to be an active citizen. That's really what the opportunity is. So, uh, you know, relative to this presentation, as we've shared before, you know, we need to destroy the establishment because both of them are working together. And the t other takeaways, all election fraud is local because what we're finding is we're finding those signals of fraud, right? Where we're seeing it. But the reality is at the local level, is where you can actually see it because by the time they aggregate the data and they run it through their tabulators, do weighted races, whatever they do, um, you know, it's harder that they've smoothed the data over in some sense. We can see the signal with some of these mathematical techniques or pattern analysis techniques we develop, but this is something all of you can do and just go do it. You will find how the town, town clerks behave, whether they're evasive, how they behave. And that's what, we wanna encourage you to do, be an active citizen. That's what really our movement for truth, freedom and health is about. It's not waiting for someone over here to do it. It's about you becoming an active citizen. And the other part of this is you gotta get educated or you're gonna be enslaved. And what we've just taught you here is some two very important things. There's the voters that come in, the participating voters list, you can go get that list and then the ballots cast. And if you don't just get them, send them to us, we'll count it. And we're gonna start posting this right up on the site so we can actually start seeing what actually took place. This is evidence. If Tucker Carlson wants evidence, this is evidence. He probably doesn't want it, 
because him, the talking heads, the lawyers, the politicians, they've all been part of this. They're one big club. And you and I, as George Carlin said, ain't in that club, okay? That's what this is about. Um, but that's the bottom line. So I, I hope you guys, let me see if there's any questions here. If sure. you have, yep. I just wanted to um, ask something on behalf of a few people. So some people have asked if it's a free exercise, meaning do they have to pay a fee to the towns? And I have not heard of any fees. I have submitted uh, to 350 towns for the general election. I've submitted the request for FOIA to 350 towns and none of them had asked me for any fees. So I don't believe it should be, you know, costing anybody anything, but certainly let us know if there's in fact something like this that comes up. Yeah, and again, you can email me at Dr. Shiva, drshiva at bashiva.com, drshiva at bashiva.com. Um, but to Karina's point, some of the towns will, will try to play with you. Oh, you know, uh, it's going to cost, you need to send us money to Xerox, copy it and all that. Because some of them, I have a few, Karina, where they actually sent me the actual list, you know, about 100 pages. They didn't charge me. They'll play that game with you. You know, you already pay them a lot of money in your tax dollars, okay? And, um, but you can just tell them, send it to me as an Excel spreadsheet. And most of them are good about that. Um, many of these town clerks are getting afraid right now, particularly because of the, the uh, what's been going on uh, nationally. Uh, everybody from California emailed me, someone saying, uh, our swindle was different, hit thumbs up, great. Okay, remember to hound them, yes. So after you send your emails in, you got to follow up. You know, this is about, again, being an active citizen. Karina, how many times did you have to follow up with them? Oh, at least two, three times. Two, two three times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is, remember, these people are bureaucrats. There's a lot of corruption in these towns. So again, this is an opportunity for all of you to be an active citizen and participate. So I hope this was valuable. And my intention and our intention is to educate but also to get you guys active. And this is something everyone can do. And I know uh, many of you uh, uh, wanna be active, but you don't know how. So I hope, again, this has been very clear. It's really simple. People come in and what the votes are, get the two lists, send them to us. You know, we'll check it out for you. Okay, Karina, is there any other questions people have out there? Let me see. I'm looking through the feed right now. Okay, all right. Yeah, so there we go. But do it in your local town. Be local because all election fraud is local, <laughs> just like all politics are local. Okay, thank you, everyone. Have a good night. Be well.